All right, everybody. This is S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Thomas Show. You know, I just want to really just dive right into this. No long preamble. This is episode 135. You know, let's just get to it. You know what I mean? Now, a lot of times I'm no different than you. Well, you know, you make excuses for yourself. You know, you should do better. You should be better. You should have better. And you haven't done what you need to do. And you start making stupid excuses, right? Maybe you want to, you want to be in a relationship and he's like, I'm not good looking enough. I'm too short. I'm too tall. I'm too fat. I'm too skinny. I don't make enough money. I have too much swag. I don't have enough swag. And you say all of that stupid crap because you're tearing yourself down and just giving yourself an excuse to lose because if you reject the world before it rejects you you could always go hey i didn't want that anyway like when you reject the lady before she gets an opportunity to reject you i ain't want to go out with her anyway yes you did you've all been there right then when you watch the movies like uh it's a wonderful life movies like that where jimmy stewart is on the bridge and the angel comes down and it shows him what would happen if this happened in his life and had he made this decision and this and that and you see that in more contemporary movies where there's always a well had you done this this would have happened and had you done that that would have happened and it even happens in science fiction movies you know but you don't need science fiction and you don't need religion you don't need it sometimes the world just the everyday regular world will show you that you are a whining idiot <laughs> and the reason that you're losing <clears throat> is because of you 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 yeah i said it you're just driving along in your regular life, feeling bad about yourself, thinking that your life sucks. You turn on the radio. Somebody's playing a happy song. You're like, get this crap off my radio. Turn to something sad, right? Then the sad song comes on and you can sit there self-pitying. You say, oh, God, uh, she left me, bro. And my parents think I suck. And you're sitting there going, yeah, I can relate to this. <laughs> <laughs> right you go to the supermarket right you get the card out you're walking around the supermarket and you go into the i have no self-respect aisle you know what aisle i'm talking about you know daggone while every food in that aisle nobody with self-respect nobody that loves themselves is going to buy some of the crap in that aisle that is definitely the self-pity i think my life sucks aisle the comfort food aisle you know what i'm talking about you know daggone well when things are going well you never eat this crap right anybody you see walking into that aisle we should just walk up and hug them and say it's gonna be okay because they need to hear that and i know that because i I've been in that aisle a few times. <laughs> Don't judge me. Shut up. Right? So you stack all the comfort. My life sucks foods into your carts. And you're walking around feeling bad. Right? You look on your phone and you're going, oh, that's too much good news. What's wrong? Ah, bad stuff happened. Ha <laughs> ha. That's more like it. And you're thinking, man, I don't have a girlfriend because I'm too short, too tall. Too young, too old, too fat, too skinny, not good looking enough, too much, too pretty. This, that, nobody likes me, and all of that crap, right? And that's when the world decides to tell you to shut up and stop whining like a punk. Now, how does it do that? 
you're walking around and you see someone else in the supermarket that looks just like you. I'm talking about height. I'm talking about age. I'm talking about weight. You hear the guy talk, his voice even sounds like yours. And you're looking at that guy and you're thinking, well, he's just like me. I'm pretty sure his life sucks. He's probably going into the low self-esteem aisle. That's where he walks right past it. He's going towards the health food. What in the world? What? Right? You take a look to the left, you see this woman walking down the aisle, and she is, <laughs> yum, <laughs> but you don't even fantasize about this delicious woman, because she wouldn't want a guy like you at the beginning, because she's hugging on the guy that looks like you. She's calling him honey, right? She slobs him down, right? She looks around to see if anybody's looking, she squeezes his backside, Right? And your backside is jealous, going, man, we have the same backside. How come I'm not getting my backside squeezed like this guy's getting his backside squeezed? No. But you look at the woman he's with. Wow. The kind of woman you dream about. Ooh. So wait a minute. If a guy that looks like you has this wonderful woman, that means you can get a woman like that. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe he's got a lot of money. Maybe that's what it is. Ah, ha, ha. He's got money. That's why I'm a loser. I may not be as bad looking as I thought or as short as I thought or as tall as I thought or whatever you think is wrong with you. But this guy has lots of money. And then you hear her talking. It's OK, Bill. It's not a problem. Listen. You've been out of work for a while. It's okay, but I see you looking for a job. It's only been six months, Bill, and it doesn't matter. I make plenty of money. You don't even have to work if you don't want to. You can just stay home. It's not a problem. I don't mind it, okay? And you're looking, wait a second. He's got a delicious woman who makes enough money where he doesn't even have to work. You mean to tell me if I was him, I could be with her getting my buttock squeezed in a supermarket and slobbed down and told that I could be at home? And more importantly, getting my backside squeezed in a supermarket? Oh, this stinks. Oh, he don't even have to work. Oh. You see that all the time. You look around and you see somebody that looks like you. Somebody that looks like you doing all the things you want to do. It happened to me one time where I saw a dude, this was a long, long, long time ago. Guy looked just like me. And at the time, everything sucked. But this guy was ripping the game, winning and winning and winning and winning, driving an expensive car, right? Had great kids, great wife, making all the bread, looked just like me. I walked past the guy. He looked at me. I looked at him and he gave me a hey, say, hey, you're a good looking guy, buddy. Because we looked alike and his wife goes, oh, yeah, he's really handsome. He looks like you, daddy. And I'm going, yeah, yeah, yes, we are handsome. <laughs> and he walks into wherever he was going and I'm walking to my car and I'm going, that's the only thing we have in common. You're winning and I'm not winning. But it's nothing more than the world trying to tell you, look, sucker, stop whining like a punk. This is what your life could be. You have no excuses. You got to do the work, sucker. Stop whining like a punk. 
The world always gives you signals. If you look around, it gives you signals. Have you ever just looked back on times when you could have won and you didn't win because you did something stupid or said something stupid or did not take advantage of an opportunity that was in front of you? Oh, they want me to be a manager of the department. That's going to require a lot of work, you know, and I, I mean, I don't know if I get enough sales and I deserve to be manager. You know what I mean? It's probably a really tough job. You know what I mean? I mean, they're probably just offering it to me because I've been here a long time and they're trying to be nice. But, you know, sometimes they'll offer you something so they can say they offered it to you, you know, when they really don't want you in the first place. You know what I mean? So before, you know, they're not embarrassing me. I get all worked up. I'll go try to get this job and I'll do my best and I'll study and I'll work hard and I'll bust my behind for three straight months and take the courses, and the quadruple courses and all of that crap. And then all of a sudden I do what I got to do and it's going to be me versus three other people when I already know they want that guy over there. They want that guy over there. I can't believe they're using me. Why are you using me? Why don't you just go and hire that guy? Instead of stringing me along like that, making me feel like a sucker, I'm upset. In fact, I don't even want that job because I'm not going to give them the satisfaction of playing with my emotions and my mind and taking my time and my investment. You're making excuses. Three months goes by. You don't even give full effort. And you see that other guy get the job because you didn't think he was going to get it. And that sucker gets the job and he's going, I knew he was going to get the job. I knew it. Right. So you shake hands. Hey, not a problem. Get the best man one. Right. Yeah, best man. I knew it was in the bag for him. I knew it. You ain't fooling nobody, Jack. You're closing up for the day and you're walking by. The boss's office, he doesn't know you're there. He's talking to the other people that made the decision. And in this thought experiment, your name's Frank Johnson. And you hear them talking. You know, I, uh, I was a little disappointed. I really, uh, you know, quite frankly, I created this position with Frank Johnson in mind. You know, I mean, quite frankly, it was really his job to lose. Uh, man, he's going to be really upset when he finds out that instead of making the $50,000 a year he's making right now, he just lost out on a promotion to $90,000 full benefits and two weeks vacation. You know, I mean, I, I, you know, if it was part of club, if it was part of the policy of the office, I would have just walked up and handed them the job, you know, but I had to give other people an opportunity. And then you're sitting there outside the office. You can't say anything because he's going to think, why were you eavesdropping? But now you feel like a sucker. You missed out on that opportunity because you thought you weren't good enough. Oh, no. It happened to me when I was a little kid. There was a girl on the block that I thought was the most beautiful human being I had ever seen in my life. Literally. She was the only person in my entire life who was able to, with a smile, shut my brain off. She could shut my brain off. Literally. We're at a party and I'm in low self-esteem mode. Oh, I'm too ugly. She's not going to like me. Uh, we go to a party and she's not dancing with anybody. 
And I'm not dancing with anybody because I don't think I'm worthy of dancing with anybody. Nobody, I'm too ugly. I'm not good enough. I suck. And I see her across the room. And it's one of those parties, you know, where the kids are downstairs in the basement, right? They always have a kid that takes turns standing by the door to to be a lookout, right? You know, and you're all young kids, right? And you know, you know what young kids are going to do. And they're not going to, you know, do that. But, you know, they're going to hug a little bit longer than they should, right? You know what I'm saying? Every once in a while... You kiss somebody on the face. You know how it is when you're kids, right? You think you did something, right? And I would have given anything to hug her longer than I wanted to, than I was supposed to, and give a kiss on the face and get that, because that's what you were doing at that age, right? At that age, that was, you know, as far as you really wanted to go, and that was like, that was everything to you, right? Even walking, holding hands was everything to you at that age, right? And she sees me and she smiles. And as I said, I'm a kid. She's a kid. My brain shuts off and she walks up to me. She smiles. She grabs my hands and says, hey, let's dance. I like your dimples. And I'm like, I didn't, and I shot, and I shot her down. Not in a way where she thought I didn't, where I was mean, because I was, I'm not capable of meaning, being mean to this person. But she was a little disappointed. She just, oh, you're kind of shy, you know. Okay, that's okay. And she walks away. And that was the last time we actually said more than two words to each other. Now she wasn't mad at me. She just thought I wasn't interested. Meanwhile, she's everything I want in the world. And I couldn't talk to her. I couldn't. There were times I would wake up in the morning and I knew she was walking to school. Right? And I would get up in the morning and I, and she went to school, obviously, whatever she did for school, she left for school before I did. So I had plenty of time before I went to school. Maybe she went to school further away. I don't remember what the situation was. But I would stand there in the window knowing when she was going to school and I would watch her walk by wishing, wishing, wishing that she was my girlfriend. And it happened day after day after day, right? And then one day they moved away. They moved away. And I never got an opportunity to tell her how I felt about her. Right? Time passes. Years pass. I run into her years later. I didn't see her first. She saw me first. She calls me by name. Excited. She runs up to me. She hugs me. She gives me a peck on the cheek. And she talks. Old times. People we know. Right? She's telling me about her husband and kids. But more than more the time, what's she doing? She's talking about old times. Now, I'm an older man now. She didn't shut my brain off anymore because I'm an adult at this point. I am now in my late 20s. You know, uh, I think I was, no, I wasn't 30 yet. I was, yeah, late 20s. Yeah, late 20s. Late, uh, tw- I might have been th- 
No, I think it was late 20s. Sorry about going. It was right around that area, right? And she pulls me close and says in my ear, I always thought you were cute. Why didn't you dance with me at that party? And I said, I didn't tell her. I didn't go, well, my brain shut off. I said, hey, I was shy back then. She goes, well, you're not shy now. I saw you on TV and everything. I was like, yeah. She goes, oh, you're doing good. I said, oh, you know. She said, I'm proud of you. I said, well, thank you. You know, I appreciate that. Da, 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 da. Right? And then a guy walks in who's obviously her husband. And I think you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. That piece of crap was basically, it's like if you took me and then pressed the duplicate button. (laughs) Right? (laughs) She basically married someone who looked just like me. Same height, same weight, same coloring, same everything. I mean, literally, not to the point where you would you would look at that guy and go, hey, that's S. Anthony. But if you saw him and you knew me and you saw him walking around, you would say to me, yo, man, I was at Lowe's the other day. I almost walked up on this dude thinking it was you. We looked at, we looked at similar. But here's the thing. The only thing that was different between us was that he didn't exa- he wasn't exactly the king of personality. He was more of a quiet, stoic type dude. You know, he wasn't like he was he was a nice guy. I mean, like if I had met him and he wasn't her husband or anything like that, we'd have been cool. He would you know you have a group of friends and there's like a guy who that everybody likes, but he's like he's the quiet, more reserved guy in the group, but everybody loves him. Because I could see myself um liking this dude i mean i I can still i mean i I can still see myself liking it i'm not that's not his fault you know that (laughs) you know that he wound up with my childhood crush you know but the whole time i'm sitting there and you know people are looking at us meaning me and the other guy kind of like what the hell is this right and she didn't go hey you know he looks just like you she didn't say that but it was obvious Right. So I bro hugged the dude. We have a little conversation there. It was pleasant. Like I said, nice guy. You know, I give her a hug. She gives me a peck on the cheek. Right. And then she walks out. We got to go pick up the kids. They have two kids. Right. And there was a little bit in little bit in my mind going, those two kids should have come from me. Now, I'm not saying if I, as a young guy, if I had been if I had been then what I am now, meaning having absolutely no problem walking up and talking to anybody I want to, that it would have worked out. I mean, how, what are the odds that somebody when you were a preteen or a teenager, like a 12, 13, 14, somewhere in that area, in that area where you're still with the same person? But what if it did happen? Because I've seen it happen. What if it did happen? Right. But it didn't. It didn't. And it didn't. I didn't even find out whether it could have happened because me. And I'm not mad at 12, 13, 14, 15 year old me. I mean, what am I going to do? Get mad at something that happened 16,000 years ago? I'm not even the same human being I was back then. But you do know there are times 
when an opportunity presents itself. And I could do dozens and dozens and dozens of full episodes about opportunities similar to that where I didn't take advantage of the opportunity that was placed before me and I regretted it. But I can tell you now that the current me, when the opportunity presents itself, I grab that sucker jam, stick my fingers all right, wrap my hands around it, dig my nails into it and going, opportunity, you might as well stop fighting. You ain't going no place, Jack. I'm like a lion with my teeth in the buttocks of a gazelle. I am bite into that gazelle buttocks right through the gazelle down we'll climb up to the gazelle's neck sink my teeth into the gazelle neck and keep on squeezing till it can't go anywhere cause I'm about to eat it munch it up but I think that's what we all need to do my friends you know how you lose your key sometimes because you get into a habit and you don't pay attention to it anymore or you forget your glasses or you lock yourself out of your house and the only reason you locked yourself out of your house or you left your glasses was because you weren't paying attention to the day-to-day steps. You weren't paying attention. Everything kind of went on autopilot. But when we go on autopilot, we start to overlook things. And when life goes on autopilot, all of a sudden, what happens? We don't see opportunities. We don't see them until it's too late. So just make sure that you pay attention. You check in and take a look at the stuff that's happening around you, to you, near you, because you'd be surprised at how many opportunities present themselves. And when those opportunities present themselves, my friends, you know what I need you to do turn into a lion and consider that opportunity some wonderfully chosen delectable gazelle buttocks and you walk up behind it roar and you get the and you bite into it and drag it into the bush you climb up to the neck I bite it on the neck till it can't go any place and then you design on delectable gazelle meat aka the opportunities you dig cool well folks this has been episode 135 of the s anthony thomas show i love every last one of you people yeah i said it and i meant it thank you for coming back to listen to the show thank you for recommending the show to other people to the new people thank you for coming along i hope you enjoyed the show and i hope you are not mad at your friend for recommending this crap (laughs) so do me a favor my friends if you love this show and you do recommend it to someone rate and review this program on whatever pod catcher you're listening to it on subscribe and share it on so share the links on social media my friends much love to you all and i will see you again next time take care